Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. And what a real privilege it is for us to welcome Pastor Oscar and his wife, uh, B. Oh, there she's there. Okay. And many of you will know Laura, um, who's already been around Bangor for a wee while, uh, I think. So we want to give them a nice warm welcome, can we? You know, I had a little glance at the program there and I looked at it and we'll have nine minutes for this interview. So... I think it's nine African minutes, okay? So we'll just go with it. I've been to Africa. I know what their minutes are like. But anyway, Pastor Oscar, it's absolutely brilliant to have you here. So thank you so much for making the journey. Thank you. Um, May I ask, uh, we've seen the little video, but would you describe for us just in a few words the development, um, your role in the development of your church and the ministry that you have in Nairobi Chapel? Well, 30 years ago, I was uh, a rookie just coming out of theological college. I'd accepted the Lord as my savior while I was a student at the University of Delhi in India. I was a Bachelor of Science Zoology major student. And in the third year, I came to know Christ as my savior. And three months after I accepted Christ as my savior, I felt a very clear call into pastoral ministry. And so I went back home and I joined the Nairobi Evangelical Graduate School of Theology and did a Master's of Divinity. And from there I was sent to this little Plymouth Brethren Church that had 10 or less people. And I was young, I was green, I'd never been a pastor, I didn't know what leadership in the church meant, but God was there waiting. And uh, as we began off in a very small place, small congregation, God just began to do amazing things. We're next to the University of Nairobi. The church began to grow. Students began to come in. We grew and grew and grew, uh, reached 3,000 people, many of them students under the age of 20, 22 years. And uh, there was no more space. We'd be clambering over the seats to get a seat if you wanted to sit in the service on Sunday. The parking lot was full of people. We had seats outside, speakers outside. And so we decided to move and uh, start a new congregation somewhere else, and we did. And uh, the workers continue to grow. We are now 175 churches out of that one little church, ministering to a total of about 25,000 people in the churches that were planted, and um, just amazed at what God is doing. I would say you're busy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, with um, incredible growth like that also come incredible challenges. Would mm. you like to share what some of the challenges have been on your journey? I think more than anything, it has been to remain humble, to remember that this is the work of the Lord, and to not burn out from all the work. Um, to remember to be faithful, to find rest in the Lord, to serve um, in the grace of God. Paul in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 28 and 29 says that, I labor with all his energy and trying to learn what it means to labor with his energy and not my energy and not burn out in the process to raise up leaders so that others bear the, ro- the load and responsibility and can go and plant these churches. More than anything, that has been the biggest challenge, just 
to keep up with the Lord and what he's doing and never fool myself that this is my, you know, this is my thing. To remember always I'm just a servant who got to be lucky um, to ride along and see what God was doing. May I ask then, how can we pray for you? We're here in Ireland. You're going back to Nairobi. What would your, the biggest thing that we could pray for you as you realize the vision God has given you? We have a vision to plant 300 churches by the year 2020, which is just two years away. Okay, uh, So far, we've planted about 175. This year alone, our desire is to plant about 40 and uh, then to plant the balance of the churches remaining in the next two years leading up to 2020. Um, 200 of those are to be in our country, and the bulk of the 175 that were planted are in the country. But we're also trying to plant a church in every capital city of Africa. We're in 10 nations now, and we're trying to plant 30 churches off the continent of Africa so we planted a church in Sydney, in Berlin. We're planting a church in London. We're also moving a team to San Francisco and to Toronto. And then we have a church in Johannesburg that we're just about to start. And then one in Dubai. Um, but 30 is a long way from the five or six that we've done so far. Um, in Matthew chapter 9, verse uh, 29, Jesus said that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. The biggest challenge of ministry anywhere around the world is laborers. Mm -hmm. And so as you pray for us with this vision, pray that God would enable us to raise up laborers. Now he gives us an answer because he says, pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest would send out laborers. So the first place to find laborers is in prayer on our knees, which is what the great thing about the conference you're about to have. Because that's what it's about, finding laborers, and prayer is an important piece to that. But when he does bring them forward, then raising them up and developing them and enabling and equipping them so that they can go and do the work of the Lord, which is a great thing about having Laura come and join us because she's going to come and help us with that. Mm -hmm. And so that's how to pray for us. Okay, thank you. Laura, may I ask, we've maybe heard a little bit, but in your own mm -hmm. words, what, what will your role be when you go out there? Okay. Um, yeah, I've been invited by the church and um, well, Pastor Oscar and the leadership to um, go and help them with a training program that they have. They want to do to train young Kenyans between 17 to 25 year olds for mission, and particularly cross-cultural mission. And um, yeah, that's the massive challenge that he's presented me with. <laughs> okay. The big question I think most people might be thinking, because we would know you as working in Spain. Yeah. How on earth did you make contact with Nairobi when you're sitting in Spain? Okay. Yeah. The short answer is it's all God. Um, and uh, yeah, it is amazing. It's just an amazing journey when you think about it, how God works and how he plants seeds in your heart and how he stirs. Um, how I contacted Nairobi Chapel was... Um, in Spain, I had a growing burden for um, just the church in Spain. I saw that it was quite insular. It really wasn't reaching out in the way that I, I felt it needed to. And um, God just put in my heart a burden for church planting and a real vision and burden for young people to do that. And that led to contact with others in Spain with that burden. That led to um, going to a European leadership forum where I was on a church planting track, did a mentoring program, and on a retreat at that um, mentoring program I spoke to my mentor and uh, I said look I'm going to take Spaniards to different places to inspire them to see how to do church planting in new ways I'm going to take some to Norway where else can I take them and he said Laura you must go to Nairobi Chapel you must go to Kenya and I was like what Africa 
um, because our, our vision and focus was Europe and we were trying to learn how to reach Europeans. So this was really off the scale. And I said, why? Why Nairobi Chapel in Kenya? And he just said, it is amazing what God's doing there. You know, it, it's really, it's like we're leaders in a sense in church planting, you must go. Um, that was in December 2014. And I look back and see that that was where the seed was planted. And I began to make plans to try to go to visit with the idea of taking Spaniards. Um, I visited 2015 and spent three weeks with the church. And, you know, just with what you've seen and what you've heard, I too was impacted by seeing God at work in amazing ways. And, um, yeah, just aspects of the relational leadership and how the church functioned. And, yeah, and yet the challenges of being in the slums and seeing the, the challenges of, of all of that as well. So I came home, just thought, okay, I've been there, done that. And that was amazing. God was brilliant seeing him work in another place. Um, but because I was in change and I was in transition, God was guiding me to step down from ministries in Spain. I took two weeks out in that January to really seek the Lord. And that was when the process began of really sensing that my time in Spain as it had been was coming to an end. And at the same time, there was a real pull back to what um, I had experienced. So yeah, it's been a journey. <laughs> you're leaving very shortly, I believe. And is there a time limit on how long you're going yeah, to be Yeah, people there? ask. That's always a question. They want to know when I'm leaving, <laughs> when I'm going. And uh, I just say I'm aiming for July this year. Um, basically, that's because I'm trusting the Lord to just provide all that I need to be able to go there to, to serve. And if that all comes together in time, the, the, the idea is to go in, in July. So... And I know that Bangor Worldwide has had a major impact on your life as mm. well in that. So we'll be here still, Bangor Worldwide will be taking place when you're hopefully um, <laughs> settling into life in Nairobi. So yeah. how can we pray for you? How? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Bangor Worldwide was where God really challenged me. And it was a Macedonian call that this, the preacher was preaching about back, I think, in 87. Um, when I sensed that that was the confirmation to, to start moving ahead to go to Spain. And um, it's been interesting that, you know, God has used the same sort of idea of a Macedonian call to go to Africa, but with an African touch. And, um, yeah, the, the, the challenge of getting ready to go is just to, to pray that God would provide all that, that's needed, but that he would prepare me. And it's, it's a massive challenge. I don't feel ready or capable for, for what it is. Um, but I just pray that God would make me ready and that he would equip me um, and that, yeah, I would be the person he wants me to be in that new context with all the challenges and fit into the team. But, yeah, just really that he would use me in whatever way he wants to really help train these young ones to have an impact on the world, you know, and send them out. Maybe send some to Bangor. Um, hoping to send some to Spain and um, have that exchange of, of world mission and impact is what God really wants. So. Thank you very much. May I ask, can we stand together to pray for these folk? Lord, as we stand here and we, we've watched the video and we're trying to imagine what life would be like in Nairobi. So, Father, right now we give Laura to you. We pray, Lord, that over the next few weeks as she prepares to say goodbye to family and to friends, she tries to pack as she has to prepare everything that she's going to need, that you'll be with her each step of the way. And we know, Lord, that you're a God of small detail and big things too. And we know you've gone already ahead of her and we thank you for this call in her life. So, Lord, as she does go and we pray as she arrives there, we pray that you'll give her time to settle. She'll have that time to settle in, that you will be with her each step of the way. And, Lord, that quickly she will see this, uh, this setting as home. So, Lord, bless her, we pray. Bless her family. 
and just her journey there. And we pray, Lord, that you will continue to use her. And sometimes, as we're called, we do feel inadequate, but we know that you will have equipped her, and Lord, for her journey there and for the ministry that she's undertaken. And Father, we pray for Pastor Oscar in the church in Nairobi. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to grow. And we're just so thankful for how you're working there, the lives that are being touched, the lives that are being changed, the churches that are being planted. And Father, we do ask for more workers. We know that sometimes that is difficult, but yet, Lord, you already have the people in place that you know you're going to send. So, Father, we pray that you'll bless their ministry, and we thank you for them. And we thank you for this time we've had with them here. Amen. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.